Everybody and welcome to the Monkey Business Show episode 11. We have Johan back whoop, whoop, and he brought reinforcements. Really, Johan, this is the only one you can find to join the podcast today. <laughs> Out of all the cool people you had in Dubai, this is the one that you brought. We're not getting paid, Jay. The budget guest. Jesus, I'm the only one dumb enough to do this for free. We're not with that. I'm even adding promotional material for you. <laughs> How are you doing, guys? How are you guys? How was Dubai? I, I, I can go, I guess, but no, man, Dubai was crazy. Dubai is unlike any place on earth. I'm sure of it. I've seen a bit. I've been to Vegas once. Um, I would compare it a bit to Vegas, but it's, it's a different place, man. It is. Yeah. Didn't have a bad meal. Weather was incredible. Um, what, uh, I, I don't really know. Like I can't really compare it too much. I, I think it's a unique, very unique place. Yeah. People think we aren't going to colonize Mars should go to Dubai because we basically just did a, it's just like a fuck you to nature. You know, it's like we have a desert. We're going to build a megapolis and just uh-huh. let's go. And I think, you know, over 20, 30 years, like you now have this massive, like way larger than I think I realized. Um, I think Notel spent more time there. Like after the fact, I only actually went into the city proper one time. But I was just kind of blown away. I went to the Palms, but we were in a different section, like closer to the venue. So we weren't really in Dubai. We were in suburbia. But real Dubai was mind blowing. How was the tournament? I mean, it was the first line in a very long time. Oh, maybe just for us. <laughs> Other people go to Lance because they they make it to the majors. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. I think everybody did. I think everybody who was at the tournament enjoyed it. I think it was a very well executed from players' point of view. And I was on the other side uh, this time. And you could say I had a lot of fun. And I think the the group, the talent group was, I, I kind of joined a group that had done been on the road together before. Like I, I was the new kid in the tour group. And I could tell that it was uh, mm-hmm. smooth running. Uh, I mean, a lot of experience, a lot of also critical minds as in they've done it before so they also know what good and poor more poor events look like and i would say everybody from from backstage and production and talent were quite happy with uh, how how it ended up and what got pulled off um yeah i mean i had a great time well well i had some <laughs> there was some good good moments with him and him and max <laughs> that i'll never forget uh yeah i i like Kyle as a stage host I know, I know Kyle has uh, maybe a different different opinion on uh, stage hosting in the future, but I think he should. <laughs> no, bro. No, man. Oh, You're the Mr. God. Bean of Dota. <laughs> For me, the best meme is the golem. The golem photo. I, I, that killed me. What the? What's wrong with you guys? You're supposed to help my brand. You got me looking like this? I'm, oh, no. You look like that on your own, okay? That's true. That's this is true. this is on you. It was. You were working really hard yesterday night. 
So this yes, is just the, whatever time hard, you could find. Very hard. But yeah, dude, how was for you hosting and all these? And I mean, the WePlay event was a lot of you actually doing it and putting it together with the I great mean, team that you were working with. Yeah, I mean, I, the storylines, I guess we can get into it. I don't know if there's ever a, an opportunity where I would speak to this uh, in a different environment, but that event, um, like from a WePlay perspective, I think it would have been completely, uh, and, and from what I understand, it was expected that WePlay was going to cancel. Um, the only staff on the ground were actually the engineers who were responsible for setup, you know, building the stage, building the lights, like 18 people. I think I'm included in that number. And when we originally made like the event plan, there were 73. So we're doing it with like one fourth the staff. And the engineers taught themselves how to actually operate production, you know, press the buttons themselves. And there were a couple of guys like Plesha, our producer, who's done every WePlay event that I've worked on before is still in Kiev, and he was going, you know, when an air raid went off, he would have to go to the shelter. And when it ended, he would come back to his PC and continue talking Max through setup, how the buttons would be pressed, how things would actually be operated. So the idea that the show was excellent, and in my view, it was, it was both enjoyable to work. And I think from a viewing experience, it was solid, it blows my fucking mind, like blows my mind. Because this was, like, look at the crew photo. I'll have to find it. If you, I mean, you guys have a good editor, right? Look at the crew photo from the Animator and compare that to the Galaxy event in Dubai. It is mind-blowing. You go from a massive stage full of people to, like, <laughs> 25 guys. And um, just, we, we had people come in. Uh, shout out a huge thank you to uh, to Moose or Maritz Zimmerman, who you guys know. I don't know, I know. if the yeah, fans know would know. Mm -hmm. yeah, He's yeah, done yeah. every player profile since like TI6. And he was the reason we had content because he flew in with like one day notice. And thank God he did. He did the filming, the editing and the pushing to the to the show oh, in I that one him. game break. Yeah, that was all him. Yeah. Like if it weren't for him, you would be judging my performance based on my stage hosting. And I don't know if I would have found more work. So I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed those interviews, backstage interviews. They were good fun. Uh. <laughs> you got to take credit, guy. You can't, you can't be so hard on yourself. It was like your first time doing many of these things, right? Yeah, I hope so. I, was I hope that was the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know why it happened? Um, I was like flying out to Dubai. I was like getting into my plane and Max messaged me like, Hey man, we have a really good place to do interviews on stage. I'm like, awesome. Who do you have in mind? You bro. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you stepped up to it. I would say you stepped up to it. I, I, I enjoyed the show from a viewer experience too. What I got to see. I also did enjoy the Dora, even though I think the, it wasn't the easiest perhaps to to get hyped about another tournament on a patch that wasn't so uh we're used to more changes but we we'll say all the teams i mean there was nobody came there with any type of mindset other than like let's play our best and let's keep you know pushing things to limit and we did see new mm -hmm. stress we did see new things and we saw also boom do crazy stuff uh, and we saw things break i mean lc was broken and whatever so all in all i think the show was amazing like 
from a daughter viewing perspective it was really cool it's been so long maybe it's because i'm there but i felt like maybe the viewers caught that too it's been so long since we had a hype land tournament like that it's been so long yeah not just hype it was relaxing because it's not it's not ti the only one we had to compare to was ti and i really don't want to talk about ti it was not the the same vibes we'll put it like that but this was it was a very comfortable environment from talking to players you know everyone thinks that they're these prima donnas and a couple of them are like uh this guy but end of the day all people want is like a short shuttle ride from the hotel to the venue they want to be able to play dota i was talking to kuroki he's just like i just want a good practice room that's it nothing else matters give me a practice room and um when you have this uh, third party event the prize pool is still high but it's not you know it's not 40 million dollars so people can actually kick back and enjoy themselves. I think people were a lot more willing to do content for that reason. Um, there was this, you guys, you weren't there, Jay. You should have come out. But there was this outdoor area at the hotel where every night people were just kind of like hanging out, chilling by the pool. Shisha, maybe a beer. It's good times. Kyle, are you okay, dude? I'm very okay. You I just like don't look okay. I don't look night. okay at all. That's the problem. No. Oh, no. I can't tell. Okay, dude. Do you want to postpone it or? <laughs> no, I'm what? fine. I'm fine. My brain is yeah. here. <laughs> this is, this somewhere, is we... somewhere here. Okay. Arkosh, it's, it's the Arkosh <laughs> effect. You know, we're just trying to destroy our individual brands one at a time. We got BSJ with our last <laughs> video, and this one's going to be mine. Kyle, did you know that? <laughs> what is? I was the one that edited the last video. Were you really? Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm I'm gonna tell you. Oh, that's great. What is that the video? What is the flawless. video? What is the BSG stuff? BSG stuff. Yeah. This well, is, we're rolling, by the way. This is gonna make it into the podcast. I want to see the video. Yeah. Well, okay. So you know how Arkash works, right? So you have the five players that are anonymous, and then you have the content team. So we like make up their comms as if we were playing the game, and the character ah, so fake. that BSJ has developed. It's fake. Oh, totally. The, the Everything fake. is fake. I don't actually Fuck play. I'm done. You think I? You think I play Division One Dota? There's no way. There's no way I would do that. So, it's America. It's not that hard. BSJ. <laughs> don't flame America. BSJ uh, plays this character of like the serious one, and with the four of us, you know, are pretending to just clown around and not really take the game serious. Stay on the microphone, but, dude. Stay on the microphone. I'm, I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I need like some kind of box. <laughs> Hang on. This is the really <coughs> the, the broadcaster professional. If you have <laughs> talent, you don't need to invest too much in the infrastructure. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you don't need tell. a box. This is why you're talking like this. And you go like this and you go like this and you come back in the middle of a sentence and you leave away. You're doing fly. I will Hang on. I'm not putting this in the pocket so you would leave it in. So you were talking about how the, they have this persona and all this is fake and that, yeah, you're playing actually today, right? Tomorrow. Okay. No. What's today? Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. 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 I play tomorrow. Okay. You seem ready. But anyway, I, uh, let's bring you back to the why. The only requirement yeah. was that they were like, please, Kyle, play at least five games of Dota before our match. I played two and it was enough to learn Omni Knight and uh, Coddle. So I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good actually this new w1 omni is hilarious like what kind of mechanic is it oh if you use this with like high value 
you get a longer duration. It's like we're playing fucking Hearthstone. Like, oh, you were slowed. Now it's a it's a bonus time. Now I have a hundred percent uptime. How does that make sense? I kind of like it. Uh, I mean, I kind of like it because it's strong. And... Microphone, eh? Oh, my. sorry. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. gonna get a goddamn You're still box. the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, after a few technical <laughs> troubles, we're, we're back. So we were, guys were talking about Dubai and we we're talking about that the experience was great. They were guys mm. were extremely understaffed, but I agree with you, Kyle. It really felt like really good vibes. And through mm -hmm. the content, it really felt that the player rooms and the players were having fun. And I really think it showed up on, on the broadcast and how everybody was just, I don't know, it felt like cool vibes. And even the casting, you know, the, our friend here yeah. did a very unique and interesting job, Johan. I was laughing the whole time. The whole time. How was it for you and for you, okay. Kyle, seeing the, the BIOS casting? But <laughs> it'll be good. See, you know, tell he had a couple of things going for him, right? This is your first formal talent cake, right? Mm hmm. So first off, in your first gig, everybody loves what you're doing because they haven't seen it enough to be tired of it. Then there was also the perk of the whole two TIs thing. Personally, I don't think uh, I think he's overrated. But the thing is, the thing is, when you do your first gig, you have all these people who just love it because you have a totally new perspective. I think Notel, obviously, you've got that in spades because the whole two TI thing. However, if this were to continue, event three, event four, God forbid, you do like a DPC season and every game Notel's casting and he's biased, you feel. Like the, I, I can't, I got to stay close to the microphone. You would feel like the, how do I put it? Like the community shift, right? Whatever, whatever makes up our feedback, you know, Reddit, Twitch chat, Twitter, et cetera. They start loving you. And then they're like, wait, that thing we loved, we act, and then, then they, the people who love it, stop talking about it. And the people who hate it get louder. And it's this yin and yang back and forth. But we haven't I can seen see that what yet. you mean. I mean, I can see what you mean. I did feel a lot of that pushback. Like, so for me, the way I see it is I have a, there's a big bandwagon hate train that starts as soon as you have success. And I've felt that ever since the first major, no matter what, there are people who want to see you fail. And that is just the nature of things. And I'm quite okay with it. You know, it's, it's part of the game. Um, but I did feel or read and kind of get the vibe that so many people yeah like the people who did enjoy it were also being very loud they were actually sharing their <coughs> gratefulness or like their appreciation as well for for the game and for i don't know i felt very hyped casting uh these games like i could have done this probably 10 days straight uh, no problem but i i also see what you mean that if you keep doing it and the, the people that do enjoy or if, if you are doing a good job the same people are not going to keep praising or keep giving you that positive feedback and the ones who are angry or were angry, they're even more angry now because, you know, they always want to just want to see you fail. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, still yeah. on my screen. And then now they also feel like they get louder, so they want to get even louder, you know. But but yeah, of yeah. course, I, I also think the bias thing, I mean, for me, it was I, I was a bit taken back that that was literally a response because I <laughs> I'm going there to cast my own team. So I, I don't know what to I didn't know. I didn't know that there was another expectation for me to stay unbiased when casting OG. For me, that's even more foreign. That would be absolutely crazy to me. So the fact that people pointed it out actually caught me off, off, like, off surprise. Like, uh, Bro, you don't, even, uh, you don't even know. 
European fans. No, okay, no, cut that. We're, oh, I'll leave it in, I guess. I'm not flaming Europe, but I'm just saying there's a few teams. It doesn't matter how well you do. Um, OG, Nigma, uh, Secret, and, and another team. You can't cast them without being called biased in some way. You're either biased for them, you're biased against them. And unless you're somebody like Bias J, then ultimately, like you can't you can't make it better. Um, there's nothing you can do. And for the record, I I liked it. I think that that's something. How would I put it? Whether or not people like what you were doing, it's a very unique product, and it's the first time in Dota. It's a very long game. We've been around for a long time, but when I think about it, it's you know what if God am I? I'm compare. Ah. What if Michael Jordan, right, was casting the Bulls in the playoffs? That'd be pretty dope. It'd be a, a, a cool product. And obviously, No Tail is not as excessive, as successful or bald as MJ, but he's the closest thing we have. He owns the if he's casting the Bulls, <laughs> like, that's cool. It's a cool thing to have happen. So, whether or not you enjoy it, it's, it's very unique. And that's, I think, part of the charm, where if it was something that was done for an entire dpc it wouldn't be as fun but that also i think is part of what makes lands special is that the land is a complete story it's my biggest problem with the dpc and part of why i'm glad i'm not working it what's the storyline like i feel for my friends i'm friends with a lot of the talent what's the story hey guys like liquid and secret played today in the first match og enigma played we won't see them again for six weeks find out what happens next week when the league continues and you have a match usually on the last day. If that match doesn't change who's winning, you're going to play this match and then completely unrelated to that, you're going to be like, hey, by the way, uh, this other team won. Before moving to the DPC, I want to talk more about the Johan casting because, Mav, I want you to play sure. a few clips. The the clip that he had of... There was a clip, Johan, that I was dying laughing. I died yeah, laughing. I had to stop. Which is Let's go! To laugh. Let's go! Well, the one is like... Where is he going? Nowhere! Leaping away, but Pumpkin where are you gonna doesn't go? have that Nowhere. mobility. <laughs> and then the other one where it's like, okay, OG pick up a fight. And it's like, well, they're picking up a fight. I mean, we are picking up a fight. Fuck it, it's my team. So we are picking up a fight, you know? <laughs> yeah, I had the wrong read on that fight. And and then, luckily for OG, they had the, which is also me. <laughs> we, had right yeah, yeah. we had the right read. <laughs> I can see how you made the made the comment. Somewhere in your brain told you, "Hey, dude, stop being biased." And in the middle of a fight, you got so excited, like, "Fuck it, it's my team. Let's go!" You know. <laughs> it felt unnatural. It felt unnatural as hell to not say it. Uh, but I, I would also point out that for me, this is how it also sounds like in our bootcamp room back in the day when we we're watching any other two teams play, and somebody is hyped for one team, and I just want to be hyped for the other team because screw Thompson or screw this guy, you know, or. That we had an idea about some heroes winning and we have a disagreement like which draft is better this is also how i would be literally interacting in the game you know i'd be butt clinching moments all the time and it would also switch sides it would also switch teams and it's it's also part of i think a lot of the cool casting that gets done by od pixel or even a lot of the c casters i think when you go to manila major or if you look back at manila major the hype there was for just plays for either side for good daughter plays for cool cool stuff cool shit that goes on I, I really, I I have that every time I watch, you know, any semi-interesting Dota game. And I think people also interpret it the way they kind of want to. 
And every time I would do it for OG, it's super biased. Or every time I would, whereas then if I did it for other team in an OG game, they didn't really, they could put anything that they wanted to. Maybe he's just doing it to not be biased, maybe blah, blah, blah. Sure, of course, I was more biased towards OG in the OG games, but I, I do think I applied the exact same thing that I had watching any other Dota game, even with my team. Um, but yeah, uh, it was it was a lot of fun to actually be there. Also, having Cap and Lyrical next to you, it, it also makes it more hype. I don't know. That, that's the first time I've had that type of experience. Um, yeah. and it was really pros. nice. It was really nice. They're pros. They're, they're really good at what they yeah. do and made me feel even more excited about the game. Yeah, I think the two of them, and and to be fair, like I think a lot of the Dota talent are just incredible at what they do. But um, Shiver and Cap to me have always been incredibly not underrated because they're just like they, they do great work, but they're very good at facilitating other people and making them look better. At Cap especially, like I was mm-hmm. a tier one caster because I was working with Cap. It was great. I can't, still can't believe that was a career for a while. Um, and it's interesting. And as you like work more, there was, uh, the finals cast was really cool, right? I was very happy that that happened. You had, uh, four Aguses, three casters. And what was really interesting is that if you actually like go back and listen to everything, I can, I can follow no tails progress from game two to game three. Cause it was Kuro, no tail and Sumel and game two wasn't as good as game three. Because Johan didn't like recognize his role as the facilitator. It kind of kicks in like 15, 20 minutes in when Notel <coughs> stops thinking like a like an analyst and starts thinking like uh hmm, how do I present this in the in the right way? If that makes sense. And then when you change that as well for game four and five, and you put like a professional like Cap in and he allows this like back and forth between Crow and Notel, you can kind of feel like literally what broadcast experience like what a professional adds to the group because obviously sumail probably knows a bit more about dota than cap does but cap has like ten thousand hours on camera maybe 10 that might be a little excessive let's say five thousand, and you can literally feel the progress as the broadcast goes on that's what's really interesting about doing talent work is like when you start in this case you know yoan he's just a pro right he just kind of can show up and talk about dota people love that because all we want to hear about his fans is about dota but as time goes on, you recognize you're just part of a product, right? Every panel is a product. It's, it's not about being right or having accurate predictions. In some cases, the best analysts are often wrong. But it's about how that information is presented. <laughs> I think you're just trying to save your ass right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, it's, being wrong it's is what makes you a great lines. analyst. If you really think about it, Kyle, being wrong makes you a great analyst. The more wrong you are, the best analyst you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's a very good point. I think it's a very good point, though. Like you can, you can also curveball it. Like literally say something wrong, knowing that what you're saying is wrong, just to spark yep. the conversation or to spark, you know. And it is about same thing as in any other, any other team aspect, human interaction, human group work. It is about enabling, right? And if you have a a host like Shiver throwing throwing the ball around the right way, and if you have a if you have a caster throwing the right questions at the right time or, or on purpose, the wrong question or whatever it, it it's an, it's an art in itself to make someone else look good and to make, uh, so it is entertainment at the end of the day, what, what we all do. Right. And for the competitors, they focus on the competition. They focus on playing good. They focus just on the game and for the rest, they work around this game, around this competition, and they make it as entertaining as possible. 
draw in the competitive aspect, draw in the Dota aspect, which is what most of us are here for, and draw in, you know, whatever, like layer the cake with funny jokes, uh, flashy stuff, or just good banter, good dynamics, good good information processing, because uh, you, you don't want it to be too analytical. That Otherwise, yeah, we've seen that keep... before. Yeah. And it, people, the people think they want it. They want just like three pros talking monotone like this. I'm a big fan of this draft, but they don't actually want that. Nobody wants that. It's not enter. It's not dynamic. You, you're not capturing people's attention. And ultimately you always need a balance. Yeah. I, I think there's I a, there's a fine balance. Was... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. The luck. Yeah, no, the delay. No, uh, there's a there's definitely a lot you can do. I think there you can have more a more analytical approach and an analytical segments. Like I, I still like the weatherman approach, where you kind of break this game down, like you would see in chess mm -hmm. tournaments or when you watch chess chess games and they break them down. Uh, but even those that mo the most analytical strategical game, they do have that hype and dynamic go into the live games, especially in blitz and. I, that is what why people watch this stuff. Why the competition is mm -hmm. born in the first place. And sometimes, yeah, people do forget that it is. It's all an entertainment product. Um, but yeah, there's it's an art. It's an art in itself. And that's uh, it's an interesting because different studios and production companies have different philosophies. We, I've always loved WePlay uh, because they focus on trying to build a cool show, not just like presenting the games i think they present the games very well but there's also this aspect of we're gonna make stuff happen in between to keep people there and to <clears throat> like reward them for viewing effectively um <clears throat> sorry uh like the shows they made in between the lower bracket and grand finals of both omega league and any major like a lot of heart and soul went into that and i think it adds to what people take away from that event and in this case, like good panels, you, it's like good parties. You know, it's why the bungalow is such a great place because it's got a lot of different themes, you know, different rooms with different vibes. And, like you have this natural separation. That's theoretically what you want because in between games, let's say it's, there's always so many goddamn, the only reason the games are delayed, it's never our fault. The, the players are just smoking for like 25 minutes. Like they just go outside, they disappear, they get lunch. And it's like we need you to play a match. Like, hang on, two minutes, and then and then curl. He's he's gone. Um, you you want to have not just thirty minutes of three people talking to each other. You'd prefer to have like content. You throw to a weatherman. The whole idea is like there's a variety. You have different people involved. You cut to some content or an interview. There's a lot of other stuff probably would have done at Gamers Galaxy if there was more time or just more people. Like um, there were people in the crowd oftentimes watching. I thought it would have been really cool to have like some sort of interview. Like I tried to get Miracle or well, I guess uh, Mizu on camera a few times, but he didn't want to. But I would have gotten him if we had some other place. Like what if you bring people on stage? I wanted to film content during the team intros because they would do a team intro. One team would walk on and then you'd introduce the next team and there'd be a video playing. I really wanted to go film an interview during that segment with the people on stage but it didn't work out i don't know why i brought that up what are we talking about no i don't know we're i don't know why a lot of things I, are hopping i i i caught i caught this i caught the track or I, I know where your train of thought was i'm surprised you don't you don't <laughs> because we're talking about like level of entertainment and what we do and ah. what you did mention i think is um 
So I'm always, I think I'm always going to be on the competitive side of things. Like, I think this is why, especially Dota out of all the games is what it is, is because of the level of competition, the, the, the skill ceiling, mm. the depth, the strategy that, that is here. And I want to protect that more than anything. I am in much in favor for giving teams 20 minutes in between maps and even longer in between games, never having two important series like, like we always see at TI for the final day, loser bracket into winner bracket. I think it takes greatly away from the competitive integrity of the game. Greatly. I, I would, that's a hill mm -hmm. I'm willing to fight on and die on because for Dota, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the word one moment. I'll just finish <laughs> up. I, I've had, there was, there's an experience that we had at ESL once it was Birmingham and we were supposed to start, uh, we were supposed to start in five minutes and what like, we had the time and we always, you know, we do manage our time and, and we also try to play within the rules that is given to us. And some dude was rushing us from, from the media. He was some new guy. I don't think he'd done esports before. And he's telling us the players and the coach didn't talk to anyone, didn't talk to the player admin. He's like, come on guys. We have a shoulder run and everybody just starts laughing in his face because bro you're talking to the wrong crowd like this is not a show <laughs> for people this is not a show for us it really isn't and it shouldn't be i don't think it should be the competitors of course and when when you're out of the tournament and you zoom out and you have these talks everybody should realize that we are a product of entertainment and we should cherish that and value that but we those guys the players are there to perform they're there to play good dota and that is the main product that you know, then the tournament organizer and the production have to work around. I think what you mentioned with like doing things in between game, using the crowd, using the stage, this is all fantastic because it doesn't take away from the players. It and, and to really protect and cherish that competitive integrity, make these games as competitive as possible. In chess, they play one game over one day and they have like a 12 day uh, finals or whatever, like over several days, not 12, but, but you know what I mean? Like they have, ample time to make sure that these games there's no excuse because there's always an excuse for for ti grand final if the winner bracket team wins it's there's always an easy mm. excuse it's like they did not have to play eight games you know or up to eight games yeah and they had like yeah uh so i know it's tricky and but go on kyle i want to hear what you have to say because so, i think so, still competitive integrity uh, three three points to unpack. One, totally agree. The games are the product at the end of the day. The show, the job of the company is to build a show around the game without impacting your ability to play to the best that you can. 100% mm -hmm. agree. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a priority. And ultimately, that's also part of why I think players were more willing to do content in this tournament because I think it ran very smoothly. Like when I came to talk to them, they were just waiting. They were like watching the, the match before they would play okay, fuck, Kyle's here, all right, we'll talk to him for like 10 minutes and then he, he leaves and that's the end. Easy, painless. And players typically, everyone says players hate doing content. This is true, but I think it's also because people do it in a way that's more intrusive, to your point, or they do just, I don't know, man, people, I'm not going to ask people about the patch. I think I did ask people about the patch, but that was just because I wasn't prepared. That's a whole other topic. Um, what, what, was it? what was the other thing? There were two other things. You had said, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I lost so it. competitive integrity, uh, entertainment yeah. value, like, or like yeah. still understanding that recognizing that is entertainment and then making the game fair, oh. not having excuses. It's the, the scheduling, bro. I, it's not possible unless you, unless you can somehow just pay for like a lot more arena days. I think what counter-strike does makes a lot of sense. You know, the finals is on its own day, but there mm -hmm. it's always single elimination. 
And I strongly feel like Dota is a double elimination game because like so many times you will have teams with just a distinct advantage over like I don't I don't think you want single limb in Dota. It just doesn't work. And the scenario is the problem is that you can't do the last like three days of the tournament without having over like teams playing two matches. Because if you think about it, you have um everyone always forgets the first loser final because you have a loser final for like the the loser's fourth place, and then you have a team from the winner bracket come down to play the actual loser final, and then you have the win- then you have the grand finals. So it's not possible unless you have like three days to play these four matches, not to have some kind of overlap, and that's your trouble. Let me let me just I'm trying to work around my head. Isn't it? Wouldn't there be a way? So again, I'm I'm much against having two important matches in a day, but I would much rather have winner bracket final and the loser bracket final on the same day. Uh, wouldn't there be a way to play the loser bracket semifinal like the day before? Have the one but, finalist for the loser bracket final. You go into the last day, the winner bracket final plays first, then you have a long pause, and then you go into the loser bracket final. Like you have a pause of two, a, three hours. You, you can make an argument that the it's intended for there to be a winner bracket advantage at TI and in grand finals because you don't get the game up, right? You only get the well, you lack get three of choices. previous series. But well, the, you the three thing choices. you have here is you're you're punishing the winner bracket team. You're punishing a team that is top three from winner bracket, and they have to go down and play another match against a team watching their series that's fresh and ready. And I don't think that you can do that. No, I see your point too. I see your point too. So the only way to fix this would be to add an additional day or to not have double a limb. And nobody wants to have not double a limb. So yeah, the only... The only sensible solution would be to separate the loser bracket final, have it on its own day, and have the winner bracket final on its own day. Um, yeah, but th- that's or the at the very you- least, I would say at the very least, make a much longer break in between the the last two games, because but so far mm-hmm. the last two, the uh, TI eight and TI nine were not good uh, for the loser bracket team. The thing is, Come people say that you want second. that. I know. I don't, one second. So, Johan, you said that when you win a winner bracket, you have three advantages or three possibilities. What are they? What, first game, third game, and fifth game, you, you're always going to have choice. And the other team will get okay. only choice in the, the other two. So, you're strategically, I would say that's still pretty big advantage. Um, and I would not like, overall, for the sake of the game, I would not like to jeopardize the quality of that grand finals. Um, by having the loser bracket go straight into it, you know, plus having the winner bracket also get to watch them. But it's more the non-pause, I, I think is too intense. Eight games of the highest level of Dota is too much. Oh, oh, this is what I was, so real quick, Jay. I played 11 one year, and this is the craziest irony yeah, about he's the talking about hi, He's talking about high level, not what you're playing. <laughs> so Whoa. <laughs> I can play 11 Dota games, Jay the day, but it's not the same thing that he's playing. We're talking a high I level. I was playing Dota. the fucking TI qualifiers, and that's what's so nuts about this whole system. <laughs> is the DPC TI qualifiers, is like, hey, TI guys, finals, we're gonna play- are you really going to do this? It's true, though. No, but I, TI I, I finals, was talking about TI this qualifier. in Dubai as well. Yeah, you have Go a DPC ahead, system where you have seven matches in six fucking weeks, right? But all of competitive Dota has always been about the 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 sprint right the qualifiers are like three days per region and i played one year i played loser bracket because we had lost we'd lost to i think it was dc in the upper uh we were 
this was TI six. I'm still salty about this because we lost the wild card too. But we 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 lost a tiebreaker to EG to make it to TI straight up with no with because like the first team in group made it through. Mm-hmm. Um, they went on to finish third, and then we played DC. We lost them in the upper bracket. Um, so we lost them two one. Then we went down and we won two one, and then we had to play the grand finals. So it was eleven matches. It might have been ten, but I think I'm going to go with eleven for dramatic effect. DC went on to finish second, so we lost to second and third place. Then go to lose the wild card. It doesn't matter. But Limp also didn't have his visa. His passport got lost in the mail, so he was playing from Sweden. But we were basically playing Dota. He was playing until like eleven a.m. We were playing until two or three a.m. It was five games. We played eleven games of Dota for our lives, effectively. And um, and it's just so weird when you juxtapose that with what we currently have, like. A month and a half of Dota compared to when it counts, because it's the same at TI, one big ass group stage, a ton of fucking Dota. And to Johan's point, like if you're loser bracket, you're gonna play multiple matches on the same day multiple times. And it's just what we accept. So how does the DPC train you for when it counts? Majors, TIs, even lands. It doesn't. It doesn't it's anymore. Weird. It doesn't anymore. It's super it's really weird. weird. I, 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 I do want to keep it on on the on the tournament still before we go in. I know you guys are dragging me to DPCs and we're gonna to get to DPCs, but you said something, Kyle. You said everybody wants the pause, but you but they actually do not want the pause. You were saying something oh, like yeah. that between the who doesn't want the I pause? Mean, the audience? The players? The players. The players the Johan has his own thoughts, desires, needs, right? Different players have different ideas. There are some teams that like having a break. In between their series there's some teams that are just like please just give us the ones at the end altogether. they don't want to break there are some teams that would want to play immediately after the lower bracket would end there's some teams that would want three hours but i will you will not find someone who's been in things. ti loser bracket you will not find someone who's been there in ti loser bracket having to win that and go straight into the payoff five who's like go go game now go game now you, i don't think you will sure. find you, you won't find those guys who are at least going to be reasonable about it I'll give you that. That is an unfair card that you get to play, which is, and there's no counterattack from my but side. But I do agree. So I do agree that there's a sentiment, and especially during group stages, to mm. not have a break in between the games. And we are, we're in that boat too. If we have two best of threes, we'd rather get them, get them close to each other rather than morning and evening games. There's more yeah. than one reason for that. You don't want people to study. You don't want the meta to develop. You want... You feel that like you're you're ahead of it. Like let's just get it over with, yeah. you know, before people get to watch us. And the other one is yeah, fatigue and and energy level and being hyped and being pumped and yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not as simple as pie, but but those land games, you go to the venue, you're 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 having a hard time sleeping at night because it's the game of your life, and it's like you win that best of three is one of the most intense moments of your of your day, like one of the most intense moments of your life. Excuse me. And then your body kind of wants to go down, but then it's PO5 Grand Final TI, you know? Wait a second. You were never in a lower bracket of TI, though. He was? No, not yeah. for TI. No, 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 no. TI, we were, we're no, never You were never in a lower bracket final TI. So, you no, lost no, you're the PSG right. on the No, we didn't. No, we didn't, Jay. We, we fucked oh, them shit. in the upper bracket, dude. That was the fucking about? Earthshaker game. game. Yeah, so you won both stuff. of them through upper bracket? Both of the yeah. yes. He's yes. talking yes. about yes. no, experience. Hell, I have way what more hell, experience man? as a fucking loser than this idiot. This is b- bullshit. <laughs> well, Frankfurt Major, for example, that's when, that's when we had to do it. Uh, but we had a yeah. long break. We had a nice like, last longer break, one. so it helped. Uh, <laughs> we were very close to that as well. Um, but 
so I would say we were we had a more lenient way of at least dealing with that uh, grand final. But we were also a very new team and a very uh, we were a team that were playing more on hype. And once you get better at Dota, once you get better at the game, you need time to think. You you want time to think. You want time to strategize. You want time as a group to kind of like get on the same page and stuff. And yeah, so a worse team would enjoy this more than a better team would. I'm sure of that. 100% sure of that. That's how it works. Maybe that, that makes sense then. Why we have differences <laughs> in philosophy. <laughs> well, it's strategy. You, the more time you get, the more imbalanced it is. And especially like watching, learning, observing, yeah. it's, it's going to give you so much more. But hey, just back to the main point. Like I do want the highest quality of games. And Valve even talked about this and mentioned it at 1TI. I think it was TS7 or 8, where Eric Johnson tells us about you know, they do want to have like the, the highest quality games as possible. And if there's any feedback, and I think every team gave the feedback, like let's have more than 10 minutes in between each map, you know, can you give us 15 or 20? Mm. That's way more humane because 10 minutes is barely a bathroom break. People smoke, people like want to get some air. Where's the time to strategize, you, you know, like, and I don't, I don't want 30 minutes to strategize in between maps. I just want 10, you know, if I can get it. Mm. And that means a 20 minute break. And, and I hope they've changed it, but I remember getting into, there was this scenario, it was actually against you guys. When when you were playing at some summit, Tal was still on the team. I uh, I consider it a disadvantage to win the coin toss, the first coin toss. <laughs> deferred the coin toss? You fuckers deferred, I don't know why Blaze let, they let him defer the defer. I won the coin toss, right, for decision of picker side, in the first map and i deferred that i wanted it in game two and these guys they deferred it back to me and he said that i had to live with it which is bs i won the toss i chose to defer you can't defer the defer blaze it's not it's not how it works but the reason for that is that you don't have to choose what you want for game two until it's like it's literally like 10 seconds before the game starts so whatever happens in game one, I go into game two knowing, all right, guys, I'm picking first pick. What are we going to ban? What do we want to say? Okay, cool. The other team doesn't know yet. They don't know if I'm going to pick Radiant or, or if I'm going to choose pick priority. And I think that's bullshit because you have this – you already have a limited window to Johan's point, and I know what I'm going to do, and you have to game plan for two different scenarios. You don't know if you're first pick or second pick until it's literally draft start, which is dumb so as fuck. Deferring would be imbalanced. Deferring would be imbalanced, bro. Like that's the, you coin toss so that you have to choose as well. Winning the coin toss then I in a way. Lose. I yeah, sure, the coin but toss. then pick the other one. Stop picking heads, pick tails. I don't know. Like you didn't lose the coin toss on purpose. It shouldn't be a but... disadvantage to lose the coin toss. So, uh, but Dubai, Johan, uh, did you enjoy it enough to do it again? Do you would you like to do this again? This is something that you enjoyed for your life. Uh, I mean, casting for sure. Uh, Dubai as well. Uh, some. Dubai, like I had enough of it after I would say 10 days. Uh, it's, it's not my cup of tea, but it's such a crazy and insightful experience that I would want to go back. But yeah, casting for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to cast a major. I'm hoping to cast the next major too. And, and honestly, I hope to cast TI as well. Let's see if there's other things I hope to do more when, when time comes. But I had, I had so much fun doing it. Like, yeah, watching Dota, I, I mean, I, I've didn't, I did it ever since. <laughs> I've done it for 10 years, so just watching it on stage and watching it with like the, like the, 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 the atmosphere and a, and a co-caster it. Yeah. It made me happy. It made me very happy. That's awesome. Yeah. I think cast cap I is looking that. for a co-caster, right? 
What's just that? Saying, that is, yeah. Cap is, is looking yeah, for a co captain. Just, just saying. Oh. I mean, he I'm was back on the shelf. <laughs> no, I mean, I would say he's one of the most amazing professionals, and, and I could tell he had to strive to get better and a strive for our cast to become a good product. And that's also something I I, I had never I hadn't seen before, you know, on the other side, like how much care and passion goes into it because quite I would say that's one of the things that has never really been shone enough light on is um <clears throat> it's always the players, it's always, you know, they care about the game, they want this and that for the game. But honestly, the the talent in the back room and like the questions, the, the info that they try to gather and the things they they want, like they prepare themselves to talk about, it is for the viewer. It's for a good experience, and you know that that took me back a bit. And Cap was like steadily trying to improve. I mean, steadily, rapidly trying to improve uh, game to game. And uh, what kind of question should I ask you? This and that. Like, did you like this? And I didn't even know how to answer to it because I thought I thought I was the noob, you know, and he was the pro. Uh, so that put me in an awkward spot. I'm like, bro, I hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, that, yeah. that's what makes it fun because the way I would work on even a panel, like different, it's about like energy levels, different dynamics and aspects of personality. I would work with you differently than I would work with, say, like Fogged because you have different ways yep. you present information. So it's to be a pro you got to talk to the person that you're working with and see like how do we make this work how do we create like the most interesting and captivating i hate using the word product but it's the only thing that makes sense like we want this experience you know as a commentator you're really just trying to be a conduit for the feeling and the emotions and the pace of the game and that's what you'll watch if you watch cap and Owen, they do it super well like they'll if the game calls for it and this is also why dota is not something like you can just get some other good commentator and bring them in because you have to feel the game even players discuss how they don't really know what the fuck is going on they just feel it they feel strong right so in certain times there's nothing happening so the pace of the game is like this and you're just chilling and then when it's starting to get hype you can feel the tenseness but if it was just like oh my god this is so hype this is so incredible it's so tense and it was from minute zero to minute 47 it's not the same at all it it loses the the power. It's like um, you can see this in movies as well. Uh, who is it? Scorsese, like using silence. You you get an understanding of how important the volume level is and the pacing is to telling a good story and maintaining a, a captivating narrative. And uh, Cap is a fucking pro. That's the main point. Cap's Cap is like I've I've been I worked with him first casted together in two thousand nine. Gameplays.org. And uh, I think it was Reason Gaming versus uh, OK, if you remember. That's way <laughs> back in the day. That was the first oh, ever broadcast that I did. That team OK, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Online Kingdom. That's who they were. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kebop and Co. <laughs> Kebop, man. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. It comes up every year or two years. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Johan, do you like to stay more on the casting analyst or you like also the, the desk when you were, because you were doing both of those sides, how different it is for you and how did you experience both? I mean, the panel is sometimes talking some crazy shit, you know, and if I put myself in the middle of that panel, I feel like I'm, I'm being too rude. So I would rather be far away on the casting desk so I can tell them, I can tell the viewers about all the shit that they're saying and then kind of have my distance. <laughs> no, just kidding. Kind of. 
but definitely casting <laughs> is more fun. Casting is is my jam, like as in because I get to watch the game, you know, and I could go on and on and on and on. Like the only time that game gets boring for me, or the only time I feel like not talking as much, or or it gets a bit forced, is when the game is quite obviously over uh, and it keeps going. And then yeah, you know, that's when I want to talk about other things, but that's when I shouldn't either. I I, I think it would take away from the product. There's comebacks are possible and. And also like finishing games is a thing and, and being in Dota games that are won is like it's checkmate. It's, you know, you see it through till the end, but you know, I've watched over, I don't even yeah. know how many tens of thousands of games well, that, you know, once you see those games, you kind of just want to move on. Yeah. The, the, that's what makes it good though. That's why I think you have to know Dota to cast Dota because there are some games that look out of hand, right? It's like 24 to three, but you know, this team is still one fight away from an even game. This Roshan yeah, is, there is very important. drafts that work like that, and, and yeah, 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 for sure. And those games are still very exciting. There are some games where it's blatantly obvious, and and there are some games where mm -hmm. a lot of people will tend to shrug it off too too early, where they actually don't understand that this game is still close because they look at net worth or they look at something else. I know my mom and dad mm -hmm. used to look at kill score when they first started watching, you know. And and Dota, yeah. that's that's why this is way better game than other mobas. It's like yeah. these are all just indicators, I indicators of of you know much deeper much deeper things happening. I remember Seb flaming me about this, which was a bit like funny. Cause like, I know this, like I play Dota and I get this, but about how casters will sometimes try to tell the story as if net worth is the story. And that's not the case. Cause Dota doesn't work like that. Sometimes you're 8k behind, but you hit a timing. I think it was a game like mm -hmm. game four TI nine finals as a perfect example where Enigma is going high ground liquid at the time. And, um, and like, there's this fucking defusal. I think it was the game before. Maybe it was that game. Ana hits 15, oh, that's the and game. it's like, oh shit, that's the level game. 15 and agonims. Woohoo! Yeah, like, and everything changes. And you don't know this if you don't know the game, because that's not a story that is told by what you're usually seeing. It's also why analyst casters, you need to have a PC because um, we had talked about this as well. If you don't have a computer, sometimes tournaments only have program, uh, which I don't accept because if you only tell the story that you see through the observer's camera, then you're only telling the story that people already see. You need your own computer so that you can actually fuck around in the game and find these interesting things that are going to happen so that you're telling the actual story of the game. You, you should be leading the camera, not vice versa. I saw it from you because you were constantly asking the camera, Hey, go here. Hey, go here. I want to see this. You were guiding the camera because you yeah. wanted to see it. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, which I think also, works, I shouldn't, by the way, it's, it, it works like that too. I think it's cool because it also is verbalizing things for the viewer to then start thinking about if I were to just put the camera, they might not think twice of it, but there's a reason why you might want to click this hero or look at this because this is what's hype and this is what's important. Whereas if I'm just running over with the mouse, they like, of course he's clicking hoodwink you know he's about to hit 20 of course no 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 i mean it's a huge deal you know like this is what's worth thinking about right now um but it, I, I did miss having like that setup uh, i think if you have an analyst in a cast there's dota is this type of game where only ai sees beyond the borders right and when we're trying to spectate to catch the story of the 10 people how they're viewing the game you you need say at least like three dudes looking at it uh trying to catch you know all those moments and then quite often they'll catch the same ones and miss some others um because yeah so much goes on and there's yeah i mean you can go on and on and on about what's going on in their head and what they're looking at and what they're playing for and what why they're building these items um 
Yeah, and uh, I mean, a, a computer or, or a program that also catches moments off screen and you can go back and talk to it. But I felt like with this patch and with what's going on, that I could talk nonstop until the game was kind of out of hand for one team. Yeah. Like there was enough to, for me to talk about about item choices, yeah. about heroes, about why they pick stuff, about what's important in these lanes, what's important at this minute mark, what's important, you know, catapult spawning, towers going down, Roshan's going to be the next thing. You, you, like my words cannot keep up, basically. Yeah. I've always told people casting is easy. You just have to play the game for about 10,000 hours and work as a pro for, or play as a pro for like eight years. After that, it's a breeze. It's easy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to bring something up. In, in the NFL, we have a, a quarterback called Tony Romo, who was the quarterback for a team for a very long time. And then he moved into casting. And he became very famous also as a caster because he's extremely insightful. I know, Kyle, we, you and I have talked about that. And he mm. knows so much about the game that he's actually making calls about the calls that the quarterback is going to make on game. And he has like these series where he gets like nine plays in a row. It's like, look, look at this. He's going to throw it here. Look at here and all that. And I think that one of the things that Johan brought was, was that. We talked about this, Kyle, the other day. He was intuitive. I'm He's Tony Romo. You know? Tony Romo never won a Super Bowl. He doesn't get to be Tony Romo too. You know, but you have to play. He. My point. Oh my God, it's so hard to have a conversation with you without making it about you. Eh? The point that I was trying to make, <laughs> Kyle, is that Johan intuitively knew how to guide the camera and what he was looking for, without having the training of a caster. And I think that Cap did a fantastic job by enabling those narratives by making it, allowing it to make a little bit more like the no-tail show at times. So the point that I was trying to make is that Johan was able to do it very intuitively. And that was really cool. And I enjoyed that because you were like, hey, go here because I want to see how far he is from the BKB. Because by the time he gets the BKB, this thing is going to completely turn around. And we were also talking yesterday, Johan, Kyle and I went for dinner. And I think that one of the reasons why I love Dota so much is that I still watch screams from our guys. And I think that the game is going one way. And it's not at all. And even though I played this game for so long, and even you, I remember this is the moment that I like from the broadcast. You were saying, let's not pick up this fight. Let's not pick up this fight. This is not a fight that we can pick. Then we pick it. We won the fight. And you're like, fuck it. I guess this was something that I didn't see, you know? It was an awesome moment from the broadcast. Yep. That's, uh, that's Dota in a nutshell. It's about having five guys in one vision. Oftentimes, the vision doesn't matter. You could probably win the game both ways, but you need everybody to buy in on the one way you're going to win it because if they're split, you're screwed. That was the complexity gaming way. That's why you could beat some of the best teams as well. I mean, five fingers make the hand, and not a lot of people understand this concept, even though they, even though they say they do, even though they say they want to do, they're that one finger that just doesn't want to make a fist when when the rest are making a fist you know because they don't agree or or you know yeah. ego takes over that was the complexity gaming way clarify <laughs> <laughs> okay that one but you guys you guys had you guys had the potential like, like when you yeah 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 no but i i i think a lot of a lot of you see a lot of this talent in teams sporadically like they make a fist and they punch hard and they take games from some of the best teams and they actually didn't realize, you know, that they made a fist or they didn't realize that five guys were like on top of one play. They just thought, oh shit, you know, I knew what I'm doing and everybody followed me. But then you have five guys thinking that same thing, like, oh, I know what I'm doing. They followed me. And then the next time that it comes to it and they have to 
bow down and go with a plan that even though they don't see or agree with, that's when they don't do it. And that's when it's like, oh, and they start blaming everything around them, all the people. And yeah. yeah, and that's where team games, I mean, team games are a lot more fun than single player games, but they're also a lot more toxic. I mean, they just are in that sense. Like even though you're, you're a jolly guy and you're happy as can be, you surround yourself with, with this and, and this is like where you can burn yourself and this is the risk you take, you know, for your own mental well-being and everything, but it's, it's what makes mm -hmm. it great and it's what makes it horrible. Yeah, that's the the hardest thing. Like, I remember, like, there's some games, it's so much easier to make a fist with certain types of lineups, to use your analogy, like drow lineups, mm -hmm. right? Always could take games on better teams with drow. Same with, you know, bullshit like Oracle Alchemist. Like, effectively, the way OG yeah. won all of their majors was just these dumb-ass OP fist uh -huh. strategies where, uh -huh. where they would literally just uh -huh. pick heals. Oh, follow the illusion hero. Oh, it's an alchemist. Look at us go. And they got all the all these millions of dollars. Let oh, me ask you, God. Kyle. Let me ask you, Kyle. Why on <laughs> earth did people not play Naga? Why? Did, so we were so bad at SD Luna. We, we lost like mm -hmm. 25 scrims in a row. And then we just kept practicing, kept practicing, kept practicing. Then we became good. Then we became better than the rest. But why could people not pull off an alchemist themselves? Why could they not pull off a Naga themselves? Why could they not pull off a Luna themselves? I don't like for me that is just whenever people say that it's a pathetic excuse it's a pathetic excuse we didn't invent it we didn't invent it we're like this is broken I want to win money I want to be the best daughter team in the world I'm going to use what's broken and we just did and Arteezy didn't dare to pick Naga I don't understand or his team or whatever they just they lose one game two games they, they run some bullshit strategies they don't know what they're doing for me, this is like an excuse because people were were worse. They were they're dumb. They they didn't they didn't know how to pull it off, you know. And you might say that's easy. Five five fingers make a make a fist with these strats. If it was so easy, I, we would have seen so much more Naga. No other team dared to I, run Naga except newbie. And then they kick KV. It's hard. I'll give you that. I'll give you that because it's it's one of the harder element like the drow lineups. Lone Druid Beastmaster, right? Those are the complexity game. That's the bread and butter right there. It's very self-explanatory, okay? Naga Siren, the trouble with Arteezy specifically, you know, you can use this in the thumbnail. We'll get some clicks. Also, they're never, I'm not going to do that. They don't, they never, you, you know, when you run a good Naga strategy, you're supposed to, like, choke the game, right? And then you mm -hmm. win the game. The, their strategy was to, like, gently farm the entire map, right? There's never that feeling, there's never that moment where you like make the play, where you go make a move to win the game. The Naga's just farming. He's on his seventh item. And it's like, for fuck's sake, guys, like when are you gonna take a fight? But they're not playing to win the game, they're playing for next item. It's always how I felt. So they, they're not playing a strategy. That's not a strategy it. to me. Yeah. That's that's like just they're just Right, right. But yeah, I, I I still think people back then, I mean now we go back a bit, but like 2016 to to 2010 or like no to uh, uh, 2019 I, I feel there were there were a lot of teams that were running on on very bad concepts like that Dota is also confusing games so it, it gets you messed up and and you don't actually understand mm. what your strategies you picked what you're supposed to do with it and, and how you're supposed to finish the game and, and all this but uh, yeah I, I would say people got smarter now but back then a lot of teams were just they were not able to keep up. They were not good. They were, and they were also not good teams. Like they were not good teammates. I think you, you had all these uh, internal issues that you could kind of see come out in games. And 
I like to think that OG kind of showed what I something that Wings had for their TI run was like they had unity they were a complete team with complete trust you know um and that gets you much yeah. further than anything you guys had your internal issues outside of the games like in between tournaments so it was definitely an advantage yeah 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 yeah. and even for us like we lost the ball we dropped the ball many times it's not to say that we were always playing strats and always like punching together and doing stuff together we had several moments i mean if you look if you're looking between the seasons too we had many moments of confusion and and that's the nature of the game as well um it's it's not an easy game to 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 have a go at you know because even though you get really good and you get really smart you have four guys that can enable that empower you or they can screw with your head like no tomorrow and and vice versa the complexity gaming way <laughs> i mean i saw a lot of that in you guys like both the good and the bad yeah uh, you can see it from such, outside. It's such a tragedy because we were when we were good, we were great. You know, there were some yeah. matches. We were the last team, by the way, last captain to beat Wings at a Valve event, right here. I mean, it is a that's it is all. something you that's should. That's the think. end of the resume. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, wait, were Did, you the ones who knocked them down? Because they got knocked down, right? Or no, we, DC got knocked down. Yeah. No, we beat them in um, uh, Manila Major. And then we lost our last phase. Yeah, I'm yeah, still, yeah. yeah, I'm still salty. We got such bad luck. It's part of why I hate GSL because we were constantly getting put in groups with teams that would finish top three. So we would lose to two top three teams in group stage and then get knocked out by another top three team, like the loser bracket. But yeah, we beat Wings. And guess what we used? That's a, that's a top Lone four mentality Druid, for death you, bro. <laughs> Lone <laughs> Druid, Death Prophet. Let's go. Guess what we did? We pushed. It was awesome. Those stress are good. That's it. I think they're back as well. But yeah, I would still say to what you just said. That's a that's a top four mentality, bro. That's 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 not a top three mentality because you you had the chance to learn from those guys in your group as well. I think the GSL format is not always fair, like as to your point. But at the same time, I do think so. There's not a coincidence that the the guys who are in the same group quite often also end up in the top together because that group stage is your jumping board as well into mm. the playoffs. And if you mm -hmm. if you're like Frankfurt Major is my example where we went uh, we lost to Vega twice and we beat we lost to Vega, beat somebody and then we lost to Vega again so we were lo uh, lower bracket right from the beginning, but our whole meta got shaped by that group stage by by those three series. Mm -hmm. our, we changed our whole hero value and how we decided to you know go into the playoffs together and how we how we're going to play together as a team and like which roles we're going to fill. And I think we wouldn't have won if it wasn't for that group stage. So you can also take that negative and turn it into something positive. I mean, of course, if you get knocked out right away, tough luck. Um, but at the, the closer you are to the edge, the closer you are to finishing sometimes or finishing number one, you know, newbie, same example, TI4. They they were so close and they got their shit together. And I wonder if they if that was not the path they went, if, could they have won? I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. Well, guys, we're running out of time. Uh, interesting subject. I don't know how <laughs> how this is going to cut together. Uh, I think we obviously have a lot more things to discuss. So I will mm. say that if as, as closing thoughts, we will have to talk about another day about DPCs and all that. But a closing thoughts mm. is, Johan, it made me very happy seeing you happy. I think there was a, I seen your growth uh, since after TI in the personal moment. 
but I think that some of that energy and that hype that I, I knew from No Tail outside of Johan came out, you know, during the, the casting. And I think you missed it, we all missed it, and the audience missed it as well. And that was super fun. Kyle is once again trying to sabotage anything that I said. Kyle, anything that you would no, like to add? There's mimicking and no, having just, these pomposious dude, reactions every this? time I talk. You, okay, he's talking first about how when you get close to the uh, when you're on the edge, you're close to finishing, and now you're talking about watching him grow and how it's awesome to see what comes out of him. And I can't <laughs> like not like it's like you're doing this on purpose. The whole world is sex, baby. That's what it is. You can't run away every from time. it. You came you guys out of do a this penis. Every podcast. Every I came podcast, out of a penis. I'm telling you, Jay. You also came out of a penis. Uh, yeah, yeah I was and, and with streamer. that said, make sure make sure you guys wear protection. If my parents are watching this, they'll know what I'm talking about because they didn't, and now I'm here. So thanks, mom and dad, but don't make their mistake. You don't want your own, Kyle. I want to thank Kyle's mom and dad as well for making Kyle. Yeah, another thing that will not go to the podcast. So I'm gonna go back <laughs> to this. So it was fun, Johan and. My God, Kyle! I am literally gonna make you review this. I'm sorry. This I'm sorry. Because I'm if sorry. you are, and I, you literally took all my work. You never gave me any moment. You never tossed a single question to one of me throughout the whole podcast. Zero. You're I the host. To, I'm the guest. I, what the fuck am I host today? <laughs> you are the the hijacking guest. I'm sorry. That does happen. Anyway, so the point that I was trying to make it was it was crazy in it and seeing the happiness that. You were very passionate about Dota and it was really great to see you in Dota. And then that you're telling me that you want to do this. I think that you're in a new journey and it will be great to see what comes out of it, to see if you get the hate by saying we uh, in the future events or how do you deal with that? And Kyle, also from you, I know that you've been casting maybe less lately because of the things that you have going on in your life, but it was pretty cool also to see you there. It was really, really fun with your quirkiness and, Thanks, and your sour and strange humor. I, I really enjoy how you put the whole event together and the tone and how you pair these guys to make it work. And it was, it was really great. It was really, really good. I want to see Kyle and Max round two. I hope you will. I hope you will see us more often. And I meant to make this comment, but the talent group at this event, I was, I was really happy with. I think part of a good show is uh, the green room energy. You need to have like good conversations off stage if you're going to then have them on stage. So we had that here. I thought um, everybody, all the pros, obviously, like, again, Shiver just gets taken for granted. But working with her, you don't have to worry about anything. Like, I just show up. I know that, like, she is a sus on what to say, on how things are going. She's in control of the vibe and the flow. And and you just have to hang out and talk about Dota. So love her always. Everyone else, fantastic job. I thought Resolution was was great, especially his first ever event in English. Johan as well. Uh, Jay, what was your favorite part of the show, like as a viewer? I think for me, the favorite part of the show was that I don't think that professional means bottom up. I think professional allows a lot of fun and a lot of authenticity. And I think that Evie brought a lot of that. I think Johan brought a lot of that. Caps brought a lot of that. You could be professional and without having to look like you're in a courtroom. And that is the part that I enjoy the most, where you could see the love that these people have for the game just leaking out in the middle of conversations mm -hmm. and how they're laughing with each other. Because I observed this product as I'm in my house, I'm dealing with my day. And in a way, I watch these because I want to watch high-level Dota, but I also want to be happy. 
I want my day to mm. be brighter. And I saw myself turning the laptop in the morning, watching all the way through, finishing the day and thinking, I had a great fucking day. This was a fun day. Everybody I, brought the fun. It was really fun. Lands are incredible. I miss I missed lands a lot. Especially now, you know, you're reminiscing about Manila, dude. I, the sad thing, we did an ESL Manila and then the Manila Major, like back to back, and we just haven't been back. But those were such great events. Like lands in general are what Dota is. Like it, it's yeah. it's a totally different That's feeling. Great. Totally different feeling. It was. I, I hope we get more of them. Me too. So, Kyle, did you fail? Did you fail that everybody was so excited to be on a LAN? that it was even special oh, for yeah. that way because everybody seemed to be having fun. Everyone in the cast, everyone, even the players seemed to be enjoying what was happening. They were just excited to be there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the, there was obviously the backdrop of like what's happening in the world and the fact that this was kind of incredible to occur in the first place. Like it's really just because, you know, shout out Max once again, um, the guy is a lunatic in, in the best way possible. So he's doing the job of like four people and the whole team's running, wearing like three hats just to make the show possible. Um, so it was a blessing that it occurred. And I think also just the way things were set up, you know, it wasn't a crazy comfortable. Oh, no, 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 no that, that's taken away. Like everyone had a, the players had a practice room. We were at the Radisson, you know, it wasn't like we were in some luxury resort, but you're five minutes from the venue. And you just play Dota, you hang out, you talk about Dota, you see your friends, you get like a week and a half, and then and then everyone flies home. I think I think it was just kind of the right thing. Like I needed it, to be quite honest. Um and it was like I didn't I don't know how much you slept, Johan. I, I was sleeping like three, four hours a night, which was partly because of the work stuff, but also partly because I didn't want to skip socializing. Cause to me, that's what lands are. It's it's almost yeah, I, I get hard FOMO, dude. But it was really cool. And this, um, I wish we had more photos, but there was this like outdoor pool area where you could just like have a beer, smoke shisha, right? And same, I think Johan may have been one of the first people out there that like kind of started it. So like the first night, you got a, a ring of chairs like this big. The next night, it's a little bigger. The next night, it's a little bigger. And the, the place progressively stayed open later and later. And the circle of chairs got bigger and bigger to a point where I think we just like took over the place. Um, and it was just really cool because you saw people that maybe were more even like traditionally introverted that were just relaxing, hanging out with their peers and just, you know, part of something. Because that to me is like what Dota has always been about, uh, the community. It's a, it's a game that you obsess about. And truthfully, I don't know if you can feel at home when you're not surrounded by people that have that same obsession because it's it's i mean me and johan specifically how long we've been at this right like i think han for me started in like 2008 you know it's almost 15 years at a pretty soon it's going to be more than half my life my entire adult life has been spent on on han or dota so i don't know anything else so this is where like these are my people i i want to spend as much time with them as i can because you know, especially post pandemic, like you realize how much of the, the, of our lives was a blessing and how grateful I am that it's not over yet. Like there's a great line. I wish you knew what the good times were before they're over. I think it's from the office, of course. Um, but that, that, that's this, we're in the good times. I am pretty sure I'm in the good times. And it was just really nice to, to have that experience. Well said. That's amazing. 
Well, guys, this is going to be the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming. And I really, again, thank you for putting this line together. I knew you were one of the forces behind it. And I think we all very, very grateful because, you know, the major didn't happen. We needed something. You guys came up with this product and Galaxy Racer did an amazing job putting this together, funding it and all that. And I think every team showed that when somebody is willing to put this together, we're all willing to go participate and do our best. And yeah, I think, like you said, maybe we talk about DPC another day, but this is the Dota that I grew up watching and the Dota that I love. This week, intense, I don't turn my laptop off yep. at all throughout a week. And then bye-bye and I see you in a month, you know? And yep. then I kid you more it's like, a... more excited because I, I have a whole month to, to miss you, you know? Mm-hmm, 100%. Ah, man, beautiful. I'm, I, I'm a happy boom one too. Because the the whole run through the lower bracket, I mean, it, we had a great finals. Like it was actually a perfect final. Um, yep. I really enjoyed the cast. I'm glad we got five games out of it. Like the whole story, I thought it was really funny that the two worst games of the series were cast by the three professionals. They're just clowning around like A class Dota, D class Dota. Like that only works because that game was such a disaster. <laughs> but it was so good from a, from a viewing perspective and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Like, I, I miss Lance. I miss a, a week and a half long, two week story. There's a winner, you know. Mm. No more Corona. Well, Kyle, the world is coming yep, back. No more Corona. And we got more Lance. Thank you so much, Kyle, for coming. Thank you so much, Johan, for being here back. And yeah, guys, uh, we'll do another one. We'll just we call it DPCs. But for that one, we actually wanted to invite Kyle, uh, Cups. Remember? So we'll bring. Caps and you to talk about North American and DPC. If that, if maybe you're going to bring, I'll come back. Yeah, let's bring Caps and you back. I'll talk about DPC and North America. Let's go. I will bring you back with with rules. I'm going to give you rules, the mandates, (laughs) and I'm going to make you like one of those like dog themed colors that I have a control. Bro, I I'm just glad to be here. I I'm I'm happy to be here. Happy to have you. Just just be thankful I'm in this seat. (laughs) I can't wait to talk shit about DPC. Oh, I man. can't wait for it. Let's get caps next week. Let's see if we can make it happen. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye.